49ers baseball is back. And so is Diamond Niners Weekly. Welcome to week one of the 2021 season. As always, this is Nick, joined by Kevin. What's up, Niner Nation? Coach Woody. Hey, everybody. Producer Brad. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. All right. Boys, it's been a long time. We did a fall show, but this is a season show. It's been a long time. We're back. How y'all doing? All good. All good. Coach, you look like a guy who's getting ready to coach a baseball game in less than 24 hours. Sure are. Yeah, Moorhead State is here. They're, they're, they're practicing. Lights are on. You know, there's, there's a good – there's a vibe around the haze that we haven't, we haven't felt in some time. Uh, you know, our, our players are ready. Our staff are ready. Um, I, think, I, I think, you know, I know, our families and our fan base are ready. Uh, even though things will be different, I've, I've appreciated everybody that has reached out and, um, you know, expressed their excitement for the 2021 season to get going. So here we are. It's time to go. Here we are. Kevin, what have you been doing? I feel like I haven't talked to you in forever because we only talk when we're on the show. Yeah, that's right. Um, I don't know. It's just, just You can feel the excitement T- today, especially. Um, you see uh, pitchers and catchers reporting for M- MLB. And then you see the minor league uh, baseball schedules drop today. And now you got college baseball starting tomorrow. I mean, it's I'm excited. It's an exciting time of year. And uh, it has been way too long. I think 11 months since we've uh, since the Niners have played a baseball game and, and we could talk about it. So I am ready to uh, ready to take that in as, as any way I can. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know. We, we say this too often, but I think it means we, we it means more now is, you know, like we, we take things for granted. We say, I don't want to take this for granted or, or, you know, oh gosh, I think we got the point now, right? <laughs> we, when we did that last, we kept the show going last year, but when we did that last show from the Hayes, the night the NBA shut down, we didn't know what we were in for, <laughs> but we made it. We're back here, producer Brad. Have you have you kept yourself occupied with with no with no podcast to produce? Oh yeah, uh, plenty of video and audio work for everybody since everything has been remote. So that's uh, that's been my job is to make sure that everybody can still do their jobs and communicate. So this has probably been a pretty good time to be an AV guy. Oh yeah, it's been fun. There's people more important than than us that need to sound and look good. This is true. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, since we're back, we might as well jump into this. We're gonna we're gonna cover a, a number of topics tonight with Coach Woody and and just get you ready for the season. If if you're not already fired up about this, and how could you not be? Um, you will be when we're done because uh, we're gonna we're gonna lay the season out for you and kind of get you primed. Coach, there's a number of things before we, we kind of get into this this off or this this regular season. I think that we need to talk about in your off season because y'all had a pretty busy off season. You've made some changes. Uh, so there's some staffing changes. There's some technology changes. Um, heck, there's uniform changes that people love to talk about. So let's let's get into some of that. Um, you you want to lead off talking about um, you you were able to through that relationship that we have with with P three in St Louis you brought a couple of new staff members on that that you you got connected to through that connection. 
Yeah, no, it's been, uh, you know, it's been bittersweet when, um, you know, one of my good friends and a great young coach and, and John Stott, who was on staff here and did great things for us here, our first year together as a staff, gets an opportunity to go be a full-time scout for the Chicago White Sox and cover North Carolina and South Carolina and Virginia and D.C. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's that opportunity to go to go do that. Um you know, it's something that he he and his his wife Kate could not could not pass up. So, I'm um, excited for him, excited for them. And uh, you know, the White Sox are an exciting organization right now. They've got a lot of talent at the big league level. So, um, they're doing some some things you know in terms of progressing as an organization. So, I'm excited for him to be jumping in there uh, at such a young age, and, and and excited for him to really kind of see, you know see where the, the path of his career goes, whether it stays on the pro side or you know comes back to the college side. He's going to have more opportunities, but and his departure, it allows us to, you know, it opened up a spot on our coaching staff and uh, we really, we opened it up to a national search and we tried to, we tried to really uh, stay unbiased and, and um, kind of, we talked to a lot of candidates. We talked to a lot of great candidates with a lot of different types of backgrounds, but ultimately when um, Austin Miney uh, became, became a clear, a clear candidate option, uh, it just really became a no-brainer. I mean, he'd already trained our 18 of our pitchers in St. Louis last summer during COVID and uh, had been uh, programming our pitchers training here uh, rem- remotely all fall and, and the previous year. So there was, a, there was a long relationship there with a lot of our guys already in our program. And, um, you know, it just it, it just kind of strengthened that that bond, I guess, between – you know, the training and the development and, and also is, is a great jumping off spot for him in terms of starting his college coaching career. I mean, he's 26 years old and he's uh, extremely versed at, at all of the, the modern methods of training, uh, individualized programming, technology. Um, I mean, we, we talked last year about the, using semi-3D motion capture for motion analysis. Well, he's the guy that he's the guy that sets it up, breaks it down and creates the biomechanic reports for our pit, the biomechanic reports for our pitchers. So to no longer have to really outsource that uh, and have that coach on staff, it's pretty exciting. Um, you know, and, and he can combine that with his work ethic. Uh, he's here all the time. I mean, he's, he's one of the first coaches in. He's, he's one of the last coaches to leave each and every day. I mean, the, the sky's the limit for Austin Miney in, in terms of him as a coach. And, you know, he's, you know, um, so obviously our pitchers love him, but I, I can tell our position guys have really enjoyed being around him too and talking the game with him. So um, he's got a bright future. It's exciting. Now we're going to miss Coach Stott, but is is that so? Should we expect? I mean, Kevin and I've been been thinking about this. We got an angle here. So should we expect like the the White Sox to be picking a bunch of our guys and then and then bringing them through Canapolis so we can go see him there? Yeah. Uh, I think coach Scott's got a pretty good scouting report on a few of our guys. So, um, you know, he's, he's already, he's already told me he's, he's going to try to uh, pound the table for him when it comes draft time, which is a good thing. You know, it's, it's great. It's great for our program to strengthen the relationship with with P3 and strengthen the relationship with major league baseball, you know, or, you know, another organization. So it's all, it's all positive. It's great for everybody's careers and great for our program. Yeah, and and just to, so we're we're excited about having him on board, but we have a um, we've also brought an additional staff member on. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, we brought 
we added a uh, director of performance, Eric McKibben. Eric was the, uh, I believe he was, his title at, P at Premier Pitching Performance was director of strength and conditioning. Um, but we really retitled him director of performance here. And so, he, you know, he was another remote, you know, he was another piece of the puzzle in terms of training our pitchers remotely and, and outsourcing. So, you know, he would come down with the P3 team and, you know, he was the one that was physically assessing our pitching, our pitching staff head to toe in terms of their mobility um, numbers and strength numbers and, and where, you know, where they needed to improve and where they needed to maintain those types of things. Uh, and then he would program, you know, four, four, six week training cycles for our guys and, and, you know, and keep in touch with them. But now, again, his office is now in our stadium and he's a part of our staff. Um, he's also walk, working with the softball program as their director of performance. So, you know, they're our neighbors, they're right next door and his, his office is now in our stadium uh, each and every, so having him in our offices each and every day for us, uh, it, it just, it just takes our player development to another level from the standpoint that, um, you know, he can train guys individually. Um, we, he can be in on the conversations with, with Brianna Richards, our athletic trainer in terms of guys and, and what, you know, what is, you know, things that are minor and things that are major, things are rehab, things are, you know, we can really have a really, really streamline the flow of communication in terms of our players and their best interests and their development. Um, whereas, you know, most, most college programs, their, their strength coach or their director of performance, whatever you want to call it is, is usually over in a weight room out of the stadium. And then they, they come over each day. And so to have Eric here, um, not only just here with us at Charlotte, but to, to physically have him here in our stadium each and every day is, is a huge addition. So, um, you know, it, it, we're, we've already, we've already seen fruits of his labor. Um, and, uh, the big, I think one big misconception is that premier pitching performance is only pitchers. I mean, obviously it's, it's their main focus, but you know, uh, Eric McKibben has also trained guys like, you know, big league all-star position players like Andrew Benintendi and, and others. So, um, it's, it, he's, he's much more, uh, knowledgeable in terms of baseball training and, you know, just training the athlete, you know, the pitchers. Player development. That is a, a constant theme we hear from the program these days. I mean, and, and, and really what it boils down to is you guys are building, I mean, it feels like you're building a player development program that, that looks like what you, you would see, you know, I mean, in some cases in the major league. Well, I appreciate you saying it's certainly something we're passionate about and it's, it's been a priority from, for us since day one. And, you know, we want to, we want to think every college program, whether, you know, there's, there's, pretty much five of us on staff. There's four coaches and then, and, and, you know, five, five with coach Simmons. Um, he's our director of player development. Um, so there's five of us here each and every day and college base, pretty much every college baseball program is, uh, we are the front of We are the scouting department. We are the player development. We are, we are the, the, um, you know, the sports secretary booking hotels and booking planes and booking buses. So, you know, we do all those things. And so um, the nice thing about college baseball and, and on one side, there's only five of us. So it, it, it certainly takes a lot of hours and, and, uh, and, and a lot of effort. But on the flip side, there's there's a little bit less channels to go through, um, you know, may, you know, on the professional side of things. You know, there's a whole front office. There's a whole player development. There's a whole scouting department. All those departments kind of have, you know, work 
kind of around each other, you know, we, we kind of are all those things. So, um, you know, what, it, what is more difficult for us as a staff um, in terms of just, you know, there's only five of us and it's a lot, it takes a lot more time. Um, you know, we can kind of get things done at a more rapid rate because there's less, there's less kind of hurdles to jump through and departments to, to, to loop in. Sure. And Kevin, speaking of uh, speaking of, of player development, I think you've got some something else to to highlight here. Yeah, uh, we hear that there's been some uh, new additions to the stadium uh, as far as uh, technology and player development, and uh, uh, just to go ahead, Nick. What what what's that? What's that thing we've seen hanging up there? <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, you know, I think you're referencing uh, the new TrackMan V3 Stadium unit that we have. Um, oh yeah, that. Um, that was a goal of ours uh, when we all when we all came to Charlotte. That was a goal of ours from day one was to um, by our by our second spring, our goal our goal was to have that installed. And with the help of um, alumni and um, former player, a former player and administration. And, you know, kind of, you know, everyone seeing the vision together, uh, we were able to execute it. And um, so, so we, we were the first college program, or we were the first program in Conference USA to install it uh, a couple of weeks ago. And um, I, think, I think since Rice and FIU have already uh, moved to have their, theirs installed, I don't know if theirs is up and running yet, um, but we, we have ours up and running. Uh, every pitch and batted ball that's been hit in batting practice or a scrimmage, um, it's running, it's collecting data information. We're able to you know, really see some great stuff in terms of our, our pitchers, um, movement profiles and pitch qualities and our batters exit velos and their hot cold zones. And we're able to uh, track the difference between Austin Miney strike zone and Tyler Simmons strike zone and, you know, to start, you know, practicing uh, <laughs> umpire scouting reports. Um, you know, there's over a thousand data points per pitch or batted ball. So, um, you know, it's the type of thing that if, if you, if you allow it, it can be a little bit message overload, but, um, it's the, you know, the really great thing about having, uh, doc B on staff and his team and, you know, Austin Miney with his experience and using TrackMan and that level of technology. And, and, um, you know, we, we, we can kind of hit the ground running with it. Um, so we've, it's already been exciting information we've been able, been able to gather from it and we you know it's something that's it's here to stay i mean we that's going to be a, a staple of our program moving forward is is utilizing the the best technology we possibly can to en enhance our players development and performance and um and also recruit you know once we get back to the dead period being lifted and um high school players are able to come and play on our field in the summer and in the fall we can we, you know we can collect every all the data points from you know, from every pitcher that pitches on our field and every hitter on our field and that type of thing. So, um, you know, it's just an exciting thing for, you know, our program here at Charlotte to, uh, to have installed here. And, you know, it couldn't be done without the support of former players and administration. And that's Doc B that heads up uh, the data analytics team, right? Yeah, he's, he's unbelievable. Um, I mean, we get, I feel like every day I get it, I get something in my inbox with, you know, it's hitter reports or pitcher reports or umpire scouting or, um, you know, Moorhead State information for this weekend. I mean, it's, uh, it's really unbelievable to get the, 
the amount of um, the amount of information that we get from from Doc B, and he's in our dugout every practice, and he's there at the start and he's there at the finish, and you know he's just an incredible asset and resource to our program, and, and our team loves him, and our coaching staff is just so appreciative of everything he's doing right now. It's really it's really incredible stuff he's doing in big league caliber stuff. And we might have to we, we might have to fight the big leagues for to keep Doc B eventually. You know, I mean, it's it's really, really great work he's doing. Yeah, we shout out the Baez family every chance we get because they're awesome people and they're big fans of the show. They they listen from the Bat Cave. Yeah, I know. I still haven't seen the Bat Cave, but uh, I've seen I've seen pics and videos of it. It, it looks fantastic. Yeah, it looks awesome. His mad his mad scientist laboratory. Speaking well, of, uh, of big leagues and speaking of the big leagues, uh, this TrackMan technology—they have it at every major league stadium. They have it at uh, I'm pretty sure most minor league ballparks now. And uh, there's an agreement uh, in major league—I believe there's an agreement in major league baseball and professional baseball to share that, all that data. Uh, I'm not sure how, sure how that works in college baseball. Um, how many stadiums out there in the country do you know of that have the TrackMan? Um, I know we said we were the first in Conference USA. Uh, how, how widespread is that uh, technology in, in college baseball? And do, do you have to share that data that's recorded at the Hayes? Yeah, so we, we're, the fir- we're the first program in, in uh, Conference USA, and then there's two others coming in right behind us. Um, and then there's 21 teams in the country that have the, B, the new V3, which also measures um, you know, some position player data. Like we, it gets – catcher velocity, catcher pop times, it gets, um, you know, a lot of information that the, you know, the previous TrackMan unit, which I, I would guess probably 120 to 150 teams in the country have, um, it, it actually, you know, so the new V3 unit, which 21 teams in the country have, is what we have, um, it gathers much more information um, and much more accurate information. Um, you know, the difference between, you know, a quarter of an inch versus an eighth of an inch of, of, of error uh, can be all the difference in terms of, you know, information. So it's much more precise. It's, it's much more accurate and gives you much more metrics. Um, and we're just, we're excited to have it. So um, yeah, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to be, it's going to provide a lot of information for us for sure. Obviously that helps with the, with the development while they're here. Does, does that help? Does that help guys on the radar with scouts? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I was actually texting two days ago with uh, Burke Badenhop, former big league pitcher with the Miami Marlins and the Boston Red Sox, and he's a good friend of mine. He lives in Charlotte. He does um, he does some some scouting, but he's uh, he's heavily involved with the pitcher development work with in drafting with uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks. And you know, one of the things we were talking about, I was just making sure I was like, so because um, you know, he he said that even though he can't attend, he's like, I can still see all of your all of your trackman data from your stadium. So, you know, every pitch and batted ball that's on our stadium, major league baseball teams can access. And so, and, and we're, you know, we want to share that information. You know, we, we want all of our players at Charlotte to, especially in times like this, uh, to have the ability to, for major league teams to, if they can't physically see, we want them to see them, you know, there's teams. So, um, they're going to be able to see, you know, all of the metrics and, and data from from our team and our players. And, um, you know, so that's another big aspect of it as well. And then in terms of, you know, college baseball side, they do have a track man sharing um, 
system to where you know we sign off on it because you know you can you don't have to um but you you can share your you know if you sign up if you're a part of the trackman sharing database then you have access to all the other college teams that share their data you know so they can see yours but we can see theirs and, and you know with us having doc b here on our team we feel really confident that we're going to be able to use that shared information to the max um you know if we you know if we were just kind of if we had if we were just getting trackman and we didn't really know what we were doing with it then we're probably not going to share that information because other teams out there might be able to use that information better but we feel really confident in our ability to you know digest the information that we're getting and that we're receiving and then you know putting it into use in terms of game planning and strategizing for opponents what a i mean it just sounds like a fantastic opportunity for our guys i mean all the way around not not just with the, their season but getting seen being you know i mean that that's exciting i mean that's really cool stuff yeah and again it's just all, all the credit to you know, goes to um, former players and, and our administration for, you know, really appreciating the vision and helping us, helping us get there, you know, really on schedule. So it's exciting to have it here. Well, let's, let's transition away from track, man, and talk about something really important. Now, you know, this coach, you know, we track Twitter, Twitter data, you guys track baseball data and you track Twitter and social media data too. We do too. Uh, the the most popular social media posts that we have time and time again are often about uniforms. I, mean, I figured that's where this is going. This is this it's about swag. Okay. We we're we're this is the, the age of swag. And when we tweet start tweeting uniform pictures, I mean just today, I think there were yeah, there were two or three tweets about and they they all blow up. People love pictures of uniforms. You guys have got a slew of new uniforms this year. Sweet looking stuff. Why don't you talk about the process you went through to to design the look that the Niners are going to have this year? Well, I remember the first time I saw the new logo. I mean, Chris Fuller, one of our associate athletic directors here, and director of external, um, he came over and met with our staff. Gosh, this would have been a year and a half, year at least a year and a half ago. Um, you know, maybe just over a year ago, and he showed us the new, um, you know, the new uh, All NC and the new CLT logos. And I mean, instantly it was like, cannot wait to see that on a baseball uniform. And so, you know, time goes by. Uh, we do. We had the the um, brand the brand release this past summer, and um, that's kind of when it started. Uh, in the office, our whole, you know, uh, our administration. Unbelievable. They allowed us to to really sit in here, you know, in the office with Ray Bolger, our, our equipment manager, who is unbelievable. I mean, he covers all of our sports and he's been here a long time. And he, uh, you know, he and our coaching staff, we sat down. It felt like pretty much from Monday to Friday, one week for about four to five, four or five hours, if not more each day. And we went from one uniform to the next in terms of Trying to build a lineup of uniforms that we felt really represented the brand, um, university, the city, the history of our program, um, the freshness and the newness of it as much as we possibly could. Um, and when no detail was too small, you know, no detail was too small. We, we really wanted to have the ability to um, for each uniform to kind of flow together. Um, we we 
Um, we added a third half, which was really was really cool to be able to do. Um, you know, but so we have the ability to to mix. You know, what we didn't want to have was have one hat match one jersey with one pair of pants, and you know, we wanted to have the ability for all three hats to match all six jerseys and all four pairs of pants, and you know, and then mix in things like stirrups and belts and um we, we we wanted to rotate in um white shoe, white spikes white shoes and green shoes and green spikes uh primarily just to match um you know match the belts and match the hats and those types of things um so we were we're we're really pleased with how it turned out and our guys love them and um, we're just excited to put them on you know we're gonna rock the the new pinstripes tomorrow uh, on Friday night, and then um, and kind of go from there. And I know you guys. You said six. Have, have you? Is there one you haven't unveiled? Is there's that right? One, there's one that's still. It might still be in Honduras. Uh, it'll. It'll be here. It'll be here at some point in the near future. <laughs> I, I thought. I thought that was. That was the case. Uh, do you have a favorite? Oh man, that is, that's tough. I mean, the cool thing now is like, I've never done this before. I've never gotten to design a uniform uh, with my friends on, you know, our coaching staff. And um, we're all, you know, we're all from Charlotte. So getting design, getting to design our hometown college baseball team's uniform, as you guys can imagine, it's pretty, it was pretty cool. Um, pretty special. And so in terms of a favorite, you told me I only get to wear one uniform. Um, everybody loves the pinstripe. That's that's kind of, you know, it is classic. Um, you definitely can't go wrong with that one. I, you know, I personally really like the white, the all white CLT. Um, I just think it's really clean and it's, you know, it's it's got it just kind of pops a little bit and you know just so. I love the CLT logo. I mean, this thing, like, you know, uh, you can, you can put it all over this. I'm not going to get tired of it. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I'm a little biased just to the CLT, the CLT logo. Cause you know, I think, I think it's special. Kevin, you got a favorite. I like, the, I like the pinstripes and I like the, 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 the Niner V-neck, the, the, the throwback looking uh, Jersey. It's uh those two are definitely my favorites, and um, yeah, I just I can't wait to see those on the field. There you go. This is our, I think it's our best set we've had, and it looks uh, it's gonna look good when we win all those ball games, right? Absolutely, yep. That's that's what it's about. You know, I I think that's one thing I'll say, and and this is a complete and total compliment. You guys are so detail oriented. I mean, down to – I mean, that stuff matters. I mean, the cleats, you know, and, and like, I mean, you're talking about belts, and, and it's got you're, – you're going for a look. I love the new logos. I mean, the, the, we needed for a long time, we needed something clean, you know, something, something that, that, that matched. You know, when you see, when you see a, a block yellow M, you know what that is. You know, and it's and it's one color. Or when you see uh, a a blue D, you know, you know what that is, or or an interlocking NC in one color. You don't need four colors to to tell the story. You do it in one color, and that's kind of what we're we've gone to. I mean, the brand's going to have to build as we use it, right? But 
I love the direction of that. It's, it's, it's the best thing we've done in forever is giving us a simple, clean, one color logo. Oh, that we can build on. You know, and an alumni, an alumni designed it, you know, so it's, it's, it, there's, there's a ton of, there's a ton of thought. I mean, just the, I mean, the all in see that y'all have tilted nine degrees forward, you know, just the, it, and it's, uh, it's nine degrees forward because of one momentum forward, which our athletic department is striving for. And then two, our, uh, uptown Charlotte is nine miles from campus. So, um, not sure if you guys knew that about the all in see, but, but there's so many, there's so much thought from, you know, again, from our administration to our support staff, uh, Ray Bolger and equipment to our coaching staff. Um, you know, we're excited about, we have the American flag on all of our, on every jersey. You know, that is, you know, that was important to us and our coaching staff. You know, we, we love this country. You know, we think baseball is America's pastime. And, um, you know, for us, you know, maybe now more than ever, um, you know, unity is needed in this country. And um, so we're just really, you know, we're excited to, to have the flag on our jerseys and, and, and honor that. Yeah, that's definitely a nice touch, Coach. Uh, the, the uniforms look great from what we've seen so far. Um, like I said, can't say, wait to see them in action uh, in less than 24 hours. That time. But, uh, yeah, getting close. Um, so we got all that out of the way. Uh, it's been a crazy off season. A lot of a lot of stuff on your plate uh, as a head coach. Uh, probably hadn't, like you said, you hadn't dealt with, dealt with uniforms before like that, and um, hiring and, and hiring uh, new guys to join staff. And uh, so let's move on to the uh, what we got on our slate for th- this season with our uh, 2021 schedule. Let's really talk about baseball. Uh, as with everything, <laughs> yeah. As with with everything uh, these days, everything is. Uh, uh, we saw during football season how 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 uh, COVID kind of affected the schedule, but um, we got a really good slate. You got fifty six game schedule uh, lined up for us to play. Uh, Conference USA kind of switched up the uh, schedule from um, uh, ten weekend series to eight weekends, and they're. Uh, bumping it up to four game weekend, four game series, um, and that allow you guys to to throw in a couple more uh, out of conference opponents regionally, and uh, splitting up into divisions um, reduces the travel. Um, I think I've heard that we've only we only have two flights scheduled for this season. So um, let's go ahead and uh, talk about schedule a little bit. Uh, how uh, how how tough was it? Uh, Managing all the uh, the adjustments when the conference came out, and then other conferences made their announcements affecting your schedule. What draft uh, number that are process. you on? What draft? Well, I mean, you know, in a, in a normal time, I mean, you start on the on. I mean, our twenty two schedule is quote unquote basically done. I, mean, I think we have fifty three of fifty six games already scheduled for then. You know, you typically uh, a year and a half out get pretty close to lining that up. So, I mean, my first fall here, um, you know, that was one of the first things I did is I'm working on the 21 schedule. And, you know, this is before, obviously before COVID and everything. So, um, truthfully, it's one of those things that um, I enjoy doing, 
But if you ask me like what probably keeps me up at night more than anything, it's probably, it's probably scheduling and making sure that, you know, everything is, is how it should be and how, how it, you know, we need it to be. And um, so um, it's just one of those things. It, it's um, certainly then, you know, COVID hits and, and you pretty much just take the previous schedule and don't throw it out the window, but um, you know, to your question, I mean, there's been many, many drafts. I mean, my 21 folder, um, I've printed it. I've printed this schedule a hundred times. I write in pencil all the time, uh, you know, and, and there's been a lot of changes. So, um, you know, we went from 10 conference series down to eight and then uh, so, but we also, but we added four series. So we lost two series, two weekends, but we added games. So then, you know, I was, you know, we got to a situation where we had to fill those weekends. So we did weekend five with a home series against college or weekend um, four with a home series against College of Charleston here. Uh, and then uh, our last weekend of the season, a home series against UNC Wilmington. So two, two NCAA regional or beyond caliber teams, um, you know, that, have, that are rich in tradition in baseball. So I'm excited. I'm excited for them to come here and play. Um, and, you know, but then we, you know, we had to reduce the number of midweek games because we're playing so many games on the weekends. And so had to call some schools and, move some things around, but I'll tell you what, one of the, one of the silver linings of, of all of this is because, you know, I feel like my relationship with coaching staffs all throughout the region has really improved because we're all, you know, we're all zoom calls together. We're texting, we're, we're talking. And, you know, as, as a young head coach, it's really been great for me to, to get to, to know a lot of these coaches, you know, um, even better and work together and try to help each other and understand that, um, you know, we need, we, we can't, you know, we need to put down our competitive fibers and, and help one another because it's in the best interest of all of our student athletes to have full seasons. So um, I'm really proud to be a part of the, um, you know, this region's uh, coaching fraternity and, um, I, you know, people behind the scenes probably have no idea how much, you know, how tight knit it is, but um, it's really brought us kind of closer together as coaches and um, it's a great schedule. I mean, that's the nice thing about, you know, uh, one thing that doesn't keep me up at night is that we're in Charlotte, North Carolina, and a lot of people want to come play baseball games here. So um, that's a good thing. So we've got a we've got a full schedule right now, and you know we're gonna we're gonna try to play as many games as possible. And as you've got uh, um, two places that you formerly coached at on the schedule, UNC Wilmington and UNC Chapel Hill, uh, tell us what you, what you're thinking going into those uh, those games against your. Uh, more uh, coaching uh, mates, I guess you'd say. Yeah, I was at, I was texting with Coach Hood uh, with, with Randy earlier today, and uh, um, Coach Forbes called me earlier tonight, and uh, I think he's sleeping at the stadium there right now. He, he, he's uh, he's full speed ahead, so um, it's just special, you know. I mean, once you once you're in a dugout um, with with other coaches, I mean, it's a special bond. I mean, because you go through you go through the highest of highs when, you know, with wins and you go through the lowest of lows of tough losses. And um, so, I, I mean, I've, I think the world of, of both of those programs and we'll certainly be pulling for them when we're not competing. And, um, you know, they just, um, I have a lot of, I have a lot of gratitude towards those programs. I mean, coach Scaff, the former head coach, UC Wilmington, he took a shot on a young pitching coach that had never been a full-time coach 
um, in 2013 to come be his pitching coach. And um, you know, that really jump-started my, my coaching career um, after being a volunteer assistant for two years. So I have, I have a lot, I have a lot of gratitude for the UNC Wilmington program um, and loved coaching with coach hood and I'm still tight with those players. And then, you know, obviously playing at UNC for four years and coaching there and five, for five years, um, nine total, um, you know, there's this, it's Chapel Hill is a special place to me. It always will be. And um, just as I think many people's alma maters are, and I know, you know, that's, um, so it'll be, it'll mean a lot. It'll mean a lot to go back there and, and um, to Chapel Hill and, and go in there and try and get a W, which I've been in other dugouts. Go in there and beat them. Well, that's the thing, right? Like the, the neat thing is, uh, is this, that's not uncharted territory for me. I mean, I, uh, 2013, uh, we played there on a Tuesday midweek and we won nine to eight. And that was a fun ride, but fun bus riding home back to Wilmington. I remember that. And, um, I remember at Virginia Tech, we played there. We, you know, we played them three series, three years in a row, and um, you know, one a one on a walk, like uh, on a big game um, on Sunday. Um, you know, so I remember that bus ride home back to Blacksburg, and um, you know, so I've I've been in I've been in the dugout. It's kind of like you know, we all play our best friends growing up in, in the backyard basketball, right? And um, you know, it's all. You know, you can still be best friends, but it, it gets it gets competitive. You know, it's uh, they're going to want to beat us, and we're going to want to beat them. That's just how it goes. Yeah, coach, we can we can talk about Conference USA <laughs> here in a second, hey, but um, there's a stretch of this schedule. And looking at it, that just kind of kind of jumps out to me. Starts on March 9th, where you're going to have Tennessee coming in to the Hayes. And then after that, you're going to go down to Greenville, North Carolina for three games, which looking at a lot of the, 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 the preseason press on them, it's pretty impressive. And then you get a reward. After that, you get to go to Wake Forest, who's always tough. And then you get to come back home the next weekend against College of Charleston, who, uh, who is always a solid, um, a solid competitor too. So for whatever reason, that, that two weeks of the schedule kind of jumped out to me. That, that looks pretty tough. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we're in Charlotte, North Carolina. You can't you can't find an easy opponent around here. Uh, I'm just telling you. So, uh, I mean, Conference USA is tough, but you know, you're gonna go non-conference. You're gonna play East Carolinas. You're gonna play College of Charleston. You're gonna play Wake Forest. You're gonna play North Carolinas. I mean, that's that's what you sign up for when you when you when you play and you coach at Charlotte. I mean, you're you're around the best of the best, and you know, to to be the best, you got to beat them. So you know, that's, that's the name of the game. So it's, it, it's great opportunities for us. Um, and coach, coach Vitalo at Tennessee, what he's done, the, the, you know, the three years they've been there, three or four years they've been there at Tennessee is, um, and they've got a really, really good program. And it's people that pay attention to recruiting. They know they've, they've had talented players coming into Knoxville for the last few years. So they'll be a tough opponent. I mean, same thing with coach Godwin at East Carolina um, and, and coach Walter at Wake Forest. I mean, it's, I mean, again, we, Recruiting outside of, you know, player development, our, our passion is recruiting. So, you know, we pay attention to those things and we know, we know the programs that have been recruiting at a high level and, you know, that's, that's what we want to do. That's what we want to be. So let's go play them. And, you know, I think that's what, you know, when you bring in a recruiting class of 27 players and 16 of them are junior college players and, um, or 14, you know, and 10, 10 and 11 of them are high school players um, you know, that's what, that's what those guys are coming to Charlotte for. They're coming to play 
that brand of baseball and that caliber of baseball. So, you know, only thing to do is go, is go play them. Kevin, what happened the last time an SEC school visited the Hayes? Uh, a lot of uh, Arkansas fans got, got upset uh, because the Niners, Niners beat them uh, pretty handily. And we opened this show the next week with Pig Suey. That was that was fun for us. Yeah, no, I've I've I've, uh, I've seen that box score. It looked, it was an, it looked like a pretty incredible game. Yeah, they had that was when is that Kerstad was a freshman. Kevin, I think he was a freshman that year, and he hit a ball that ball that I don't know where it landed. <laughs> But I tell you what, they were impressive thing about uh, these SEC folks. They showed up with their own television production truck. That was that was uh, it. Parked up there on the hill behind the dugout, they parked their television production truck right there, and they were beaming that game back to Arkansas from the Haze. Was pretty impressive. Uh, good stuff. Well, Hopefully, the next SEC team that visits gets disappointed in just the same way. We're dialed in on Moorhead State. I know that's coach speak, but I can tell you, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you much out, you know, outside of the players that we played Tennessee last year, I couldn't tell you much about their roster right now because we're we've been dialed in on Moorhead State, and that's that's our main focus right now. Oh, we're gonna give you a chance to talk about Moorhead State. <laughs> Let's talk about Conference USA real quick with with the with the divisions. Um, how do you? I mean that 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 gives you guys a new wrinkle, something else to think about. But you know the east side of the east side of the schedule, particularly with FAU, looks pretty looks pretty daunting. Yeah, I mean it's again, it's Conference USA is, is a really high level of of baseball. So there's no you can't you can't duck your way into the NCAA tournament. You gotta you know you gotta go play. So um, you know yeah, we're gonna play Old Dominion, who's He's got a really good club. I've talked to a lot of a lot of pro scouts that have seen them play, and they just say really good things about about that team. So those are going to be eight tough games um, with them. And then we've got FAU coming in here for a four game series, and they're always, you know, they're always in regionals and and at the top of the conference. So you know that'll be good. Um, so the, yeah, I mean Conference USA, and then we you know we get a trip to Houston to go play at Rice, who. Um, you know, Coach Braga and his coaching staff. I mean, he's been to Super Regionals at Tennessee Tech, and and you know, there's everybody's aware of the history of, of Rice's baseball program and winning the national championship in I think 2001. So, um, you know, it's 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 going to be a, it's going to be a tough test. But you know, this is why this is why we're here. We're um, this is why we we you know our coaching staff and our players. We all put in the time and the effort that we do. Is that we're we love to compete, and we love to compete at the highest level. One thing that jumped out, uh, Coach, on that Conference USA schedule is that back-to-back against ODU, you got eight games in ten days against Old Dominion. That's that's like playing a World Series uh, against the team. That's that's. I imagine that's going to be a highly contested uh, couple weeks for you guys. Yeah, we're either going to be best friends or arch enemies by the end of that one. So uh, I'm betting on the second one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's 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 much like professional baseball. I think in terms, sometimes you know you'll you'll run into professional baseball where you'll play a four or five game series in one city, and you'll you all get on buses and go play the same team in in, in the other city. Um, so I mean, Coach Benwood is has been there a long time. He's had a lot of success and has some really great teams. And like I mentioned, they've got a good team now. And 
Um, I know their pitching coach, Mike Marion, really well. He's an, he's an awesome coach. Um, you know, so you know, they're always going to have really, really talented and well-coached pitching staffs. Um, he was the pitching cat pitching coach on the Stony Brook team that went to the world series um, a few years ago and, and won the Baton Rouge super regional. So, you know, that, that that's, that's part, again, that's part of it. It's kind of what you sign up for when you, when you come to play conference USA baseball is you, you're going to play great teams. You're going to play, um, you know, well-coached teams in tough environments once we get back to more normalcy. So um, it'll be, it'll be fun. I'm excited for that. I, I am too. I think the, the region, the divisional play uh, splitting up the divisions is, is going to be really exciting for, for everyone. Um, all right. Um, now that we've, we've gone through a, the schedule I think that's a little an overdue, bit. An overdue adjustment, honestly. I'm for it. I think it's, you know, I think it's great. Uh, I really do. And it's probably, it's, it cuts back on travel calls. So that's, that's good for everyone as well. But um, yeah, I think it'll be um, back to 10 series and three game series eventually. But, um, you know, for the, in the short term, it's, it's, you know, being in Charlotte, North Carolina, playing college in Charleston and UNC Wilmington. And, you know, those, those can create some, you know, two schools that we, you know, we definitely recruit against, you know, that's going to be, that's going to create some good, you know, some good atmospheres as well. Yeah, and when when everything like- kind of, everything kind of went south on us last year, I mean, you guys were at the airport about to board an airplane to fly to San Antonio and nothing, nothing is our friends in San Antonio, but I mean, we're, we're talking, we're talking big bucks to, to, to fly across the country for, for baseball games. I mean, and, and for the whole league, I mean, we're everybody, everybody's budgets, especially now, but even before, I mean, those are, but that's, that's not a, that's not a minor expenditure. No, it isn't, you know? And so again, I just think, I think it's, it's collaboration. I think it's all, you know, athletic directors, conferences, administration, administrators and coaches all working together to really, um, you know, try to let's, let's, let's refine some things, let's improve some things. And you know, I think it's for the better and uh, it'll be, Great regional rivalries. Agreed. All right. Um, now that we've talked a little bit about the schedule, let's uh, jump into uh, the players on the field here. Uh, you want to kind of like last year, you want to go around and talk about um, go position by position and kind of tell us who's been standing out and what you've seen in the spring and fall, um, how things are looking on the field uh, uh, at each position. Do you want to start at um, – why, why don't we do this? Yeah, why don't we do this? I, I, let's let him ease into it. He's already announced his starting rotation for, for the Moorhead State series. Let's let him start there and talk about. Let's let him talk about his starting rotation. They announced that on Twitter last night. Let's let him. Let's let him start right there. That would be that'd be a way to get his get his feet wet. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, no. So uh, we announced last night that uh, Andrew Lindsay is going to be our opening day starter. Highly recruited right-handed pitcher out of Walter State Community College. Um, he's just – I feel like every single time he toes the rubber, he just gets better and better and better and better. And, um, you know, every our, our hitters hate facing him, so that's usually good feedback. So, um, you know, I'm just – I'm excited for him. But, I mean, it, there's no let-up. Like, that's probably the most exciting thing about, you know, sitting where I'm sitting right now is – you know, there, there's, there's no let up when it comes to our starting rotation. I mean, if you, you pick the names out of a hat and you say, he's, you know, this pitcher has to start, it's like, great, let's go. Um, you know, and there's guys that aren't, 
there's guys that are, you know, aren't in the rotation right now too, that, that we could do the same thing. So we, we feel that, that good about our starting rotation. Um, they worked extremely hard to be prepared. So, you know, with Andrew Lindsay opening, you know, as the opening day starter, you know, followed by Christian Lothus, left-handed pitcher on Saturday and Bryce McGowan on Sunday. Um, you know, it's just, we're excited. We're, we're excited to, there, there are three um, extremely well-prepared, hard work, hard working guys who, who, um, who are all three going to have the ability to pitch for a really long time um, that we're just, you know, we're excited to you know, give the ball to. So um, that would, that'll be the rotation this weekend and excited to see him get after it. Are you, I mean, not asking to, to tell us any family secrets, but I mean, are you, you see some experimentation because you do have so many guys, like you said, do you see some experimentation with this? And keep in mind, you do have to, you know, you are going to a four game set at, you know, later in the season, but you know, to your point, you have so many different options. Do you see yourself maybe, maybe making some, making some adjustments as you go forward just to try some different stuff out? Yeah. Well, I mean, the great, the great thing is in the early the early going is, um, you know, you can really build guys up and you don't have to, you know, feel that pressure to, Hey, you know, maybe overextend a pitcher, um, this early in the year. Um, although we feel like, we feel like these guys are, are well prepared and, and I'm dreading going to get Andrew Lindsay, whatever, whatever inning that is, uh, he's, he's, you know, I mean, he's, he's going to want to throw a complete game opening day. I just know it. So, um, you know, whatever inning it is that we got to tell them that, you know, we're, we're bringing another pitcher in. Um, I think I'm going to let coach Miney have that one. So, um, you know, it, it just, it's, it's, it's great. It's, it's kind of, you know, you know, we can match up, we can go one time through the order and give them a different look the second time through the order and give them another look the third time through the order, um, you know, and, and do some things. So, to where hopefully by the end of the season, our pitching staff is better than the beginning and stronger than the beginning and fresher than the beginning where you don't have to, you know, in some cases, if you've, if you only got a certain, you know, you know, if you've got a smaller staff, then by the end of it, that, you know, you might be getting the conference tournament and have some guys on fumes. And, and our goal, our goal over the court is to be, is to be better on June 19th than it is than we are February 19th. That, that's our goal as a, as a program. So beyond beyond the starters that you've named, um, you know, walk folks through like some of your your I mean, your, your the bullpen, the conversations that we have. It's like, oh my gosh, we forgot about this guy. We forgot about this guy. Just trying to figure out where the where the chess pieces all fit. You got so many options. So just talk about your talk about your depth a little bit and where you're at with it and what you're seeing and and, and what impresses you. Yeah, no, I mean, just like our rotation, we feel like there's no let up. Um, we feel like uh, one of our goals is get, we're going to try to get stronger as the game goes. Um, it's going to be tough to do with how good we feel about our starting rotation. But, um, you know, I think, I think one of the most outdated kind of views of, of a pitching staff is that, is that the bullpen is almost a, is demotion. Like that's like, ask any, ask anybody or any, any coach that, you know, you're only as good of a coach as you are your bullpen. And, so we, you know, we, we feel good about uh, not only the, you know, the different looks and the different options um, that we have, but, uh, you know, just the, just the number of them. There's, there's a lot of really well-prepared guys that are, that are, I'm excited to, 
to give the ball to and, and help us. Um, you know, and so, you know, we definitely have options. Uh, every inning counts. Yeah. Every inning counts. And <laughs> not just, not just the first one. <laughs> yeah, no, every inning counts. And, you know, every time, every time the lineup goes through the numbers say that they get tougher to get out. So, um, you know, the second time through is tougher than the first time through the third time through is tougher than the second and, and so on. So, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't let up as the game goes. You, you, you really have to try to get stronger as the game goes. And that's just, that's just kind of part of it. But um, the neat thing from, from what I'm seeing, our coaching staff is seeing with this pitching staff is, you know, occasionally you'll, you'll see, you'll see guys that are pitching because um, you know, they're, they're, they're fighting to, to put up a zero, um, you know, just to, to get on the scoreboard. But what, what, what I'm feeling within our pitching staff is that, you know, they see other guys putting up zeros in the preseason and they want to be, you know, they want to do the same. So there's this inner competition when, when guys get the ball that, you know, yeah, they're facing another uniform, but they're also, they're also competing within each, with, you know, to, to one up each other. And that's what I think. I think the best pitching staffs do that is they have that inner competition. It's not negative. It's, it's actually really positive. And um, I've seen that because I mean, we have guys that throw bullpens and there'll be 15 pitchers watching. Like they're, they're just watching because they respect their game and they respect their preparation and they're their friend, you know, so they're, I mean, um, that's, that's the type of dynamic we have going right now in our pitching staff. And then I think we're going to feel that between the lines too, once we see another uniform and it's exciting. We're some of the guys that, um, that, uh, have stood out in the fall and in the, in the preseason so far, um, uh, beyond the starters you've already mentioned. Yeah. I mean, we talked about our starters. I think, I think some of the guys that you'll see again, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of them and there's, there are. there's going to be guys, guys that, you know, we don't mention necessarily on tonight that, that they are going to rise up and they are going to help us win games. And, you know, but, you know, I think Colton Shabinsky is really, really, um, he's really come on for us. I mean, he's up to 95 last week with wipeout slider and a good change. Um, probably, I think he's the first South Dakota pitcher I've ever coached and just an unbelievable kid and competitor. Um, so sure. just looks great. Uh, Sam Grace, a uh, big right-handed pitcher from, from Jeffco. Um, he's trained at P3 since he was 15. So getting to see him around, uh, coach Miney and coach McKibben each day right here is pretty cool. Um, you know, he's thrown the ball really well. He's been up to 90. He's been up to 95 here with a good split and a good slider. And, and our hitters say that, that his fastball is, is um, it's got the most ride on it um, in terms of getting on him. So those two guys have been really good. Um, I mean, Matt Brooks, I mean, geez, what a great story he is. Um, I mean, it's, if you can have a whole pitching staff of Matt Brooks, you're going to win a ton of games. And from, you know, you might even be able to throw him on the infield and, and, and win some games there too. I mean, he's just a really, he's just a ball player. And um, just seeing him come on from, um, you know, attack his shoulder rehab process each and every day. And I know he's had tough days and he hasn't let people see it. And um, you know, I think he's touching 92, 93 now. It's just incredible. 
what he's, you know, was in the strike zone and mixing looks and he's got a better slider now that he's worked really hard on. So I'm excited for him. Um, and we've got Austin Marosas, San Jacinto transfer. Um, I mean, he's, he's another one that, um, had, you know, he had, uh, two, two elbow surgeries before, before he came to us and, you know, was on the up and up and up when we were recruiting him. And I kind of, I, you know, I recruited him some when I was at UNC when he was going to Kentucky. So we had a prior relationship and I knew of his track record of and his talent ability. And gosh, he's just, you know, he's an unbelievable talent and he's worked extremely hard to, I mean, you can't, you can't tell at all that he's, you know, he's had any kind of a surgery. I mean, he's, he was, I think last week in one of our scrimmages, he was up to 95. Um, and I think, I think he threw a change up at 90. Um, certainly 89 and then, um, but his chain, I mean, his changeup's wicked. It's, it's, <laughs> it's about 87 and it's got some serious depth to it. Uh, the slider is real. So, um, you know, I mean, he's, you know, once we get to that four, that four, that four game rotation, I mean, those are certainly guys that are all in the mix, but I mean, gosh, I'm just kind of looking at it here. Spencer Geesting's an incredible talent freshman from Ohio incredibly athletic Casey Bargo, big right-handed pitcher from Lincoln trail. Um, you know, he's one of our hardest workers downhill touching, touching 94 um, Jackson boss. We, you know, most, most Niner fans know that story in terms of just showing up and throwing a bullpen here. And I mean, he's throwing 91, 92 mile cutters that, you know, are just incredibly hard to square up and, he's worked so hard at all the little things too. Like he's gotten so much better at those things. And he and coach Miney have really worked on using that cutter to multiple, like multiple zones. Um, you know, so he's really taken his game up. Justin Offshanka. I mean, he's gone from, I think six foot, six foot five, 190 pounds soaking wet to six foot five, 215 pounds of strength. And, you know, he's touching, he's touching 93, 94 and, and, He's just been relentless with his, his work ethic. Um, you know, you've got Andrew Roach back, who was one of our most steady pitchers last year, who can really, really pitch. He and Ryan Chanskowski can both just really, really pitch and compete. Um, so excited to have them back. Nick Turnbull, his cons- you know, he's been extremely consistent. We brought him in the ba- with the bases loaded in a scrimmage last weekend, and he, he got all three outs without allowing a run. Um, again, just, just an incredible makeup pitcher um Hale Sims we call him big country you can't miss him he's he's probably six 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 seven um you know two two seventy five all muscle and uh all hail and uh I'll tell you what he might be one of the nicest nicest kids I've ever coached and one of the best teammates but he is he is mean between the lines and I love it I mean you know Niner fans are gonna love watching him pitch um he wants to he he like he pitches with a ton of fire and um he's been really really good uh Gus Hughes has been a really talented freshman for us he's been running it up to 93 and um you know metrically he's got one of the best breaking balls on our staff and it's a true 12, six elite vertical break. And, um, you know, it's so you know, his ability to pitch up in the zone and, and, and break off that curveball is, is tough. 
um, you know, a pitch, you know, another pitch. I mean, again, I'm, I'm listing a lot of guys, but it, it's, it's exciting. I mean, Will Palinkas. We know how you feel. This is how we were discussing, you know, th- this is us discussing, you know, like the write-up and stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, Will Palinkas, I mean, let's just start with him in the classroom. He's, he's, he's making straight A's, making straight A's. Um, he's absolutely crushed the weight room for the last 12 months. And, I mean, he's ripping wicked sliders and scrimmages right now that, you know, I mean, our right-handed hitters, both our right-handed hitters know it's coming. They're sitting on it, and it's still a beast to square up. And, I mean, he's, again, another one who's just doing all the little things, controlling the running game. Uh, You know, we're putting on, like, wheel bunt defenses, and he's getting the lead out at third. I mean, those are all the things. Those those are all the things that – you know, it's it's one thing to throw hard, right? But it, but what, once you can have the ability to do all the little things and be athletic, I mean, and it's all from hard work. I mean, you know, I mean, Will has worked extremely hard to 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 get to where he is. I'm excited for him. Um, Tyler Parks is another just really every time I look at him, he's either you know with the group that's that's you know probably our hardest working group, or he's over by himself working at a really high level. And I mean, he's showing he, his stuff starting to make a jump. And I mean, that frame's going to be, that frame's going to be special. I mean, he's 6'4", 190 right now. I mean, that thing's, he's going to be, there's no doubt in our coaching staff's mind that he's going to be loaded, you know, he's going to be consistently loaded mid nineties here sooner rather than later. Um, you know, and then you've got, you know, you've got pitchability guys and, and Trey Starnes and, um, you know, Zach Zadalis who are both just, you know, really, really great competitors. And then, you know, Jake Curry and Tyson Tucker, just two transfers that, that, you know, just really, really compete once they get between the lines. So again, you know, probably a little bit more long winded there, but there's a lot of them. And, and um, you know, again, I'm, I'm probably leaving a couple out. I mean, that's, but. If we didn't get to your favorite pitcher, if you're listening, we, we will, we will before, before this is all over this season, we're, we're going to talk about everybody. I mean, it's just, it's, it's an awesome group. I mean, I was in there, um, I was in there with coach McKibben in the weight room with our pitching staff today, trying to get one of those something's better than nothing workouts in while our guys were getting after it. And, uh, you know, they just got a different look about them right now and they're so fun to be around and, and I'm excited. I'm excited for certainly Andrew to start us off tomorrow, but, but every guy in there after him, I'm excited to see pitch. Kevin, do you remember what you said about uh, thinking about Morosis and we were talking about a, a 90 mile an hour change up? Do you remember your comment about that? Yeah, yeah 89 mile an hour change up. It's, it's got to be discouraging for a hitter to, to, to swing late on a, uh, on a change up. <laughs> 89 mile an hour change up. It's um, things like that that give me confirmation that I'm, 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 I'm where I need to be coaching. <laughs> I could not ever do anything like that as a player. Same, same I know this we, is going to. We are in the same boat. We're, we're I right know this is going to surprise you, Coach. But you know, in, in our off season, what do we think about? Well, I mean, we've been, we've got, uh, we're ready for for Hale Sims to to contribute because we've already got our hashtags lined up for this. Of course, you do. We have. We, oh yeah, oh yeah. We, I mean, we got some other people too. But that was that was that was a fun place to start. We got, we got hashtags for days for, for Hale. Well, the thing that the thing, uh, and the D one art, D one baseball art 
cool in the fall that uh, they mentioned that um, hell was a six foot nine behemoth. We were, we were hoping we we're kind of we we're kind of hoping that, that that nickname would would stick, but it sounds like he's already got a nickname. Um, I think I guess we'll go with that. I think he uh, I think he got up to seven feet. I think he got up to seven feet the other day. <laughs> this keeps growing. Yeah. 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 He well, he's a big guy. He's a big guy, and uh, I think I think Big Country is a good nickname. Player at Western Kentucky too, so that'll be a neat, right. be a neat matchup to see those guys go after. It. I think there's, from what I've heard, there's been a decent amount of smack talk at the uh, over the winter winter break holidays. So uh, nice, yeah. That that'll be neat. that'll be that'll be neat to see. Can't wait. So, coach, let's 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 transition over uh, into into the defensive positions. Um, and we, you probably have not read this, but we put out we put out our opening day predictions for position players. So hopefully b- before tomorrow afternoon, you can read that and adjust your lineup accordingly so that we don't look stupid. I thought we, I thought we were all meeting before the game and I thought you guys were going to throw it out. Oh no. Well, I'm, we've, we've posted what we think on the internet, so you can just. <laughs> well, okay. I'll, re- I'll reroute, I'll reroute then. Uh, our whole coach, yeah, yeah. we're, you know, we were all planning on sitting down with you guys. Uh, but I mean, I haven't. I actually haven't seen it yet. So I'm, I'm sure you guys are close. Um, I'm sure you guys are close. You guys, you guys are close. Well, we actually put a number of disclaimers on it. Uh, one is that we don't know what we're talking about. That's one one disclaimer we put several times, I think. But the other disclaimer <laughs> that we put uh, was that this you have so many parts and, and guys that can play in multiple spots that you guys are going to be able to, to, to go with different looks depending on the day. Um, so what happened, no matter what happens tomorrow, we feel like that will, as always, but you've got, you've really got yeah, enough contributors that you can, can, can craft your lineup depending on what you feel like you're about to see from your opponent. Um, so those are our disclaimers. But our disclaimers. If, if you don't we, – we did this last year. We can just kind of go around the diamond like Kevin, Kevin suggested. And you, you want to start behind the dish? You want to you do that? Yeah, let's, yeah, let's do that. The, uh, I mean, I think you start with Aaron McKeithen. I think you start – I mean, he's, he's done a, a really great job, um, you know, coming in here and, and receiving at a high level. And, and I mean – He's he's incredibly sharp. I mean, it's like the type of thing where, like this fall, when he was hitting, uh, like our, our 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 catchers would call the game and our pitchers would call the game and that sort of thing for the most part. And then there'd be times in the fall where I would interject myself with the catcher and I would call a certain sequence of pitches um, in certain situations just to either work on things or see things, see if guys could do, do things. And I'm telling you, like I would I would start to call I would call a sequence with McKeithen in the box. He would ground out to short or get a hit. And then he would like touch first base and he would look back at me and he would point at me and just say like, and just know like, and be like, you're calling, you're calling that. Like he instinctively knows like the game at a really high level. So, um, you know, that's been cool. That's been cool to see, um, you know, and that's, and that's made all of our pitchers better. Um, but then you also have returners and Craig Keichel and Jacob Whitley who um, are both, you know, really, really good catchers behind the plate and they can receive and they can block. And, um, 
you know, throwing wise are just, they're really accurate and they've, they've worked extremely hard to improve that side of the game. And, and you have Tyler Cotton, who's, you know, who's a freshman catcher that, that gives us more depth and he might be our favorite, our, our players, favorite guy, guy on the team. I mean, they go, you know, our pitchers, every time I hear hollering down in the bullpen, it's when Cotton's down there and they all love being around him. So um, yeah, our four catchers are, they're, they're a huge part of our team and, you know, they're going to be a big reason, you know, um, why we go this spring. Yeah, normally, usually nowadays in, uh, in the college game, you usually have to have uh, multiple catchers back there, uh, especially, I guess, when we were doing four-game weekends um, with uh, what doubleheader on Saturdays. You're going to have uh, have to have good depth behind the plate, and it sounds like we've got that for sure um, with the guys you listed. And um, looking forward to seeing everyone and how they're working with the pitching staff uh, uh, coming up somewhat soon. Yeah. Um, as far as the infield, go ahead. As far as going going around the infield, uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of versatility among a lot of these guys. They're they're very athletic, can play multiple positions around the infield. Um, I know Dave McKay can play uh, both corners, and he played uh, shortstop for us last year. Some. Um, you want to uh, go through and start at, start at first base and see kind of. Uh, I know we had McCabe and, and Rafi and, and Butcher down there uh, working um, in the offseason. But uh, you want to t- talk about our first baseman, how it looks over yeah, there? Yeah, all three, the, all three of those guys, you know, we feel really good about. Um, you know, McCabe, I, I mean, he's one of our best feelers wherever you wherever you put him. So, um, you know, all, the good thing about all three of those guys, they're all big targets. So in terms of just uh, our giving our confidence on in our infield to being able to throw from multiple slots and angles and, um, positions and, and having a big target over there is big. So, um, you know, I think you're going to see all, you know, all those guys over there. And I think, uh, Will Butcher's worked extremely hard, uh, to improve, uh, his defensive game since he stepped foot on here. Um, I mean, most guys, pretty much every guy loves to hit, right. But, um, especially, you know, a guy like, you know, uh, Will Butcher, who is a really good hitter, um, you know, but to see so to see a really good hitter is working that diligently at the defensive side of the game shows our coaching staff a lot. So, um, you know, again, we'll see we'll see what we go with tomorrow. You know, I imagine, um, you know, and, I, and I'll preface this about our, our starting lineup tomorrow. And we, we I told the team this today. I mean, I envision our team being much like a basketball team. You know, the starting five are rarely the the finishing five in terms of, you know, who starts the game versus who finishes the game. I mean, it's. You know, we're going to all we think that we have a position player group that brings a lot of versatility and depth. And our coaching staff is going to work really hard in terms of trying to put guys in the position to be successful, whichever style of play we're going to go, whether it's going to be, you know, maybe offense heavy to start the game and defense finish or maybe vice versa. Um, Maybe we're facing, you know, we have, gosh, I think um, I think we have uh, nine left handed hitters not including McCabe, who is a switch hitter. So, you know, we're going to have the ability when we're facing, um, you know, maybe a righty with a really, really good slider. If we want to really try to load up a left-handed lineup and kind of equalize that slider, we're going to have the ability to do that. If we're facing just a really crafty or dominant lefty, we have, I think we have 10 or 11 right-handed hitters. So we have the ability to kind of go that route. So again, it's really, I don't know, I, you know, and I, and I, I'm excited because I, I think our guys feel it, but you know, it's not, it's not going to be with this team about, you know, who's, you know, who's 
getting the first at bat of the game, you know, or, or even the last, it's going to be, it's going to be everybody working together. So, um, you know, a lot of it's going to have to do with what pitchers on the mound for the other team and the score of the scoreboard um, and what we're trying to accomplish, whether it's offense or defense. Hey, Kevin, I don't feel nearly as bad about all our disclaimers that we issued because that's exactly what he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, that's, it's true. I mean, I, I, you know, it's, it's a credit to, it's a credit to our players for, for bringing so much skill set and versatility each of their games and it's a credit to you know, B Rob and, and Coach Bick and our coaching staff for, for recruiting in such a you know at such a high level to to bring in the, you know this depth and to make make these these tough decisions. Um, you know we feel really, really good about you know the nine that are gonna start the game, but again, I feel really, really good about the guys that are gonna come in the game along the way and finish the game. So um, you know to move around the re- the rest of the infield, I mean I think I think you kind of need to start with um, Austin Knight and Jack Dragon. I mean, those are two transfers that have come in here that have, we think that have really elevated the defense on the infield for us. And I mean, you can put them anywhere. You can put them, you can, both of them can play short, both of them can play third and both of them can play second. You know, I think if you need them to play in the outfield, they can do it. So they're incredible defenders. Uh, We love their chemistry. You know, you see them kind of low five in and getting after it each and every day. Um, So I'm excited to, you know, you probably get to see those two on the left side of the infield. And we're going to have multiple looks at second base, kind of just depending on the matchup uh, offensively. Um, you know, we've got returners and we've got a returner in Carson Johnson. Uh, we've got newcomers and um, you know, Gino Groover, who's a, who's a right-handed hitter. You got Nate Furman, you got Chandler Riley, you got Dante DeFranco, um, you got Thomas Caulfield, um, even Parker Sinek can play some infield. So, you know, we've got, we've got a lot of options in terms of second base and, and whether we want to go, you know, a little bit more defensive or if we want to go a little bit more offensive there at second base. Um, so again, it's going to, it's really just going to kind of depend on the day and, and what we're trying to go for there. Especially when you guys go for that, uh, that five man infield. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, it helps, right? Like it helps. So, and we've got some guys that are playing in the outfield that can, they can move back to the infield. So, you know, in terms of the outfield, you guys, I think you got to start with Palali, the returning conference USA freshman of the year. Um, you know, and, and the great thing, I mean, gosh, um, Toby Bignall, he does, he works with our outfielders and um, just does an incredible job. Um, all of our outfielders work at each and every position, virtually each and every day. Um, so the nice thing when it comes to trying to make out a lineup is, it's not like our center fielder plays center field. It, it's or our left fielder plays left field. We I think that all of our outfielders have been trained since September to, to be versatile and that's exciting. So, um, you know, you're going to have different looks in center field, left and right field really all year and over the course of the game. Um, so again, it's just going to really kind of be what we're trying to accomplish. But, um, you know, from there you got Todd Elwood, um, who maybe I should have started with him, with him being, you know, just a gold standard player in our program and a catalyst and a legacy and, um, you know, he's one of those guys I almost get, get goosebumps um, just thinking about being back here after last year and um, what he means to this team. Um, you know, and, and again, he's not alone. There's others. But, um, you know, he, he's again, he has the ability to play all three outfield positions. Uh, Craig Keichel is is another gold standard player and, and who's 
again, I mentioned him with the catchers, but I mean, I think we pretty much threw him out there in right field opening day last year and just said, here you go. And, you know, he hasn't looked back. I mean, he's turned himself into a really, really good defensive right fielder. He's got a really strong arm. He's a great athlete. His reads are getting better. Um, and that just gives us depth. That gives us, that gives us the ability to, you know, if, if something, you know, if he's in right field and, and, you know, if we take a, you know, a foul ball, knock on wood, but if we take a foul ball off McKeithen's hand, you know, we can move Keiko back there behind the dish and we can, we can move somebody else in there to right field. Um, he's already in the game and, and has the flow of it going. So, um, you know, those guys along with Hunter Baker and Parker Stinnett and Jake Cunningham, geez, I mean, you want to talk about tools and, and upside and, and a bright future, Jake Cunningham, um, he does some things on a baseball field that not many people can do. So, um, again, I'm excited. I'm excited to, to see him play along with the others. And, um, you know, Thomas Caulfield, he's been playing in the outfield here recently for us as well. Uh, um, typically an infielder, um, a recruiter here to be an infielder and what you can do, but he also now is like, just boom, you know, drop him into the, into the corner outfield positions and it's a plus arm, it's range, it's athleticism. Um, you know, so Again, there's there's a there's a core group of guys. They they call themselves the squad. Um, so if you ever hear like a so one of them make a really good catch, and you hear Coach Bick hollering out "squad," you you know that, that that's a that's kind of a team within the team there. So um, it's a special it's a special group, and it's a good group. I think what I heard you say is we're going to have to wait till tomorrow to find out what you decided. Going to have to wait until tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, we, we, I think we, I picked we, up on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not, super, I'm not superstitious really, but um, <laughs> yeah, you hear some, you hear some former MLB managers and, and some some coaches talk that you know talk the game that I respect, and they'll they'll tell you you know don't write out the line, don't write out the lineup card the night before. You know, it's uh, it's bad juju. Uh, hey, we don't want any of that. We don't want any of that. That's right. As a as a youth league coach, um, I've also learned that, that uh, to not write the lineup out until about ten minutes before the game because there's always kids that'll be late. So that that goes at all levels of baseball, coach. Much like a Division One program, <laughs> <laughs> waiting on their mom to drop them off. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we're excited about all these pieces you've got here, coach. Um, we're excited to see how you guys use them, and then and. and uh, we're definitely excited to see all this on the field um, at some point, but um, we did uh, ask for questions from, from our, our uh, Twitter followers um, and others out there. And and, uh, we, we got a couple about mostly about um, would fans be allowed at the stadium or about the televising radio and all that. But um, one question that I wanted to ask you from uh, comes from Steve Bland he asked, um, "What are the goals for this team this year?" Yeah, I mean that's a great that's a great question. Um, you know, I think people that know me, you know, it's going to be it's most of the goals we talk about internally. Um, I'm not I'm not really outspoken, but um, when it comes to you know talking about goals, because we're we try to stay really dialed in on this, and that that's a little bit of coach speak, I know, but. We really just we as a coaching staff we try to stay dialed in on on being the best we possibly can each and every day and and trusting that that's going to lead us where we want to go and I'll just say I mean 
we want to play, we want to play baseball. We want to play baseball in June on ESPN. So if you want to, you know, if you, if you want to kind of connect the dots there, um, I'll just, I also want you to do that. <laughs> I mean, that's why we're, that's why we're here. I mean, we're, we're, that's why our players are here. That's why, you know, these families, you know, chose to come to Charlotte is, is to, is to try to accomplish that. Um, it's really hard to do, but um, we all believe we can do it. And we've got a lot of really great, you know, great players and great families, and great families, members and administrations. But I know that's their goal. Too. And, you know, I, I tell the time when, when my feet hit the floor in the morning, I can tell you it's one of the first things I think about is, you know, how, how, how much it would mean to me to be, you know, to be in a dugout in June on ESPN playing competition and, and, and winning, you know, there, I mean, that's, you know, so hopefully, hopefully that, that paints the picture of what our goals are here and what we're about and we're going after it each and every day. Now, Steve is a is a. I've known him a long time. He's a he's more of a basketball guy, basketball and football. But we're 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 trying to convert some people to baseball. That we're 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 you know we're evangelists. Now he did ask that was that was Steve right, Kevin that asked about knuckleballers. Huh. Is that right? Uh, maybe so. Yeah, is that yeah, right? I think, so. I think it was. He wanted to know if we had any knuckleballers, and and we said n- we didn't, but. <laughs> <laughs> but that was his first question. We don't, but I mean, you know, one of the, you know, in any everything you read now about you know pitching development is you're trying to you're trying to develop uniqueness, you know. So you're trying whether it's a fastball with unique hop or a fastball with unique lateral movement or slider with unique lateral movement or a changeup with you know unique depth, whatever or side spin, whatever it may be. You know, I mean, knuckleball is unique. You know, and there's, there's, um, it's very, it's, I mean, I, I do, I think a lot of people, it is kind of, you know, it's more old school and I do think people laugh at it, but I do think that, I mean, I played with, I played, uh, against Stephen Wright, uh, who's the knuckleball pitcher with the Red Sox for a long time. I mean, he was, an, he was a Cape league all-star closer in 2005 from the university of Hawaii. I mean, he was throwing 93, 95 miles an hour and he was a prospect and he got to pro ball and, and either had three or was struggling to get outs and he, and he picked up the knuckleball and here you go. I mean, he's got like a eight to 10 year big league career, so it can be done. You know, it's just gotta be, I mean, it's gotta be an elite knuckleball. It's gotta be like the real deal. It can't, it can't be, it can't be an average knuckleball. Those, those, those tend to land up on, uh, up on campus. <laughs> So now let's think about this for a second. If I recall correctly, when we were talking about Jackson Voss as he emerged last year, you were talking about his spin rate on his cutter was was so phenomenal, and it was and it was just you know it's the first thing that jumped out to you about Jackson was his was a spin rate. So it stands to reason that that he should be the one to develop the develop the knuckleball because he can come back <laughs> he can come back he can go super spin and then he can go no spin. <laughs> yeah, you're you're probably onto something, and you know what. The night before, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna text Jackson right now. <laughs> you know what? I want you to come back to the stadium. We're gonna work on the ball, and that's what we're gonna throw this weekend. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> don't please don't. I'm I'm not trying to get in trouble here. 
<laughs> well, I'll get in trouble eventually, but let's not get it, make it for that. Oh my gosh. Well, that's cool. So Steve, there you go. There, we even got your knuckleball question. And so we'll, we'll have to, you know, make sure you, you get a copy of this. Copy of this. So let's, let's do, let's do our, our, uh, our traditional look at the week ahead. We're going to talk specifically about, uh, about Moorhead State, give you chances on that, but we cannot forget, we cannot forget our one consistent sponsor of the show. This week's look ahead is brought to you by the Charlotte 49ers Grand Slam Club. Here's the big read. You ready, Kevin? You ain't heard this. You ain't heard this in a while. Here we go. The Charlotte 49ers baseball team is proud to offer its fans a means of supporting the program directly through the Grand Slam Club. All contributions of the Grand Slam Club go directly back into the program as they continue their push towards a Conference USA championship and the College World Series, also known as ESPN in June. Members receive exclusive gear and access to special events. For more information, visit charlotte49ers.com or call 704-687-4950. Man, that was fun. I've missed doing that. That was Speaking that felt good. Have you, it's like Ricky have Bobby. Honestly, that felt good. I felt it felt good. I'll, t- I'll tell you this too. I mean, you know, here you know, the second year with, with you guys, it's um it's been eye-opening for me. Um, I mean, just seeing the the level of support from, you know, alumni, former players, family members contributing to that. I mean, we talk, when we talk about, we talk about just, you know, the, the things that we're, you know, the upgrades that we're trying, we're doing here um, in our baseball program, it cannot happen without that support. I mean, it's, it's tangible, real impact uh, to our baseball program and, and to the listeners out there who have contributed you know, either, you know, in years past or, or recently, I uh, just can't thank you all enough for, for your support. And um, I know our players say the same because every day they show up to the field and they see, you know, something that's been done by the Grand Slam Club, it, it has an impact and, 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 and improves their experience. So thank you. Thank you to all the listeners who have contributed. It means, it means a tremendous amount to, to our program. And we love our gear. It's fantastic. Yes. Which, yeah. By the way, folks, the, the the number one question for those of you listening who haven't learned this yet, the number one question, it's been gone a few years. The number one question we got about the Grand Slam Club was back in the day, we used to get field caps with the game, the game caps that had to go away for a few years. And we got some other cool like retro hats, like the retro norm hat that we got. But this year, the field caps are back. Oh. It's all NC cap, just like Nike cap, just like the guys are going to wear on the field. That's the number one question we always get about the Grand Slam Club is, are, the, are we getting game hats? The answer to that question for a little while was, unfortunately, no. But the question of that now, or the answer to that question now is, yes, game hats. So get in there if you haven't already. Do it. Grand Slam Club. It helps us a ton. Yep. Yep. I've got my, uh, got my white hat that I got from the Grand Slam Club. Uh on tonight and um i was very excited to get a number 10 uh toby bicknell jersey uh yeah. with my grand slam club uh package this year so it's uh can't wait to can't wait to uh, can't wait for nick to get his though i'm, I'm glad uh ups uh, is, actually i'm waiting on a ups delivery right now it's supposed to be out for delivery today so i was waiting for it to like show up during the show i thought that would be a great like drop in when the, my doorbell rang you know it was like my my, my grand slam club gears here it ain't happened yet but What's so funny about that, Coach, is 
he sends me pictures of his jersey. He's like, I got a number 10. And I'm like, oh, dude, that's sweet. You got a Zach Jarrett jersey. He goes, no, this is a Toby Becknell. <laughs> no. <laughs> Apologies to the Jarrett family. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coach. Here's what we get. we're going to let you talk about. We're going to let you talk about this weekend. I know we, we, we made you look ahead a little bit more than, than coaches typically like to, but now that's all over with. Now we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about starting tomorrow, Friday, 3 o'clock. You've got Moorhead State of the OVC, three-game series, f- tomorrow, Friday, 3 p.m., Saturday at 1, Sunday at 1, live at the Hayes. What, what, do, you, what do you see when you look at Moorhead State? Well, it's hard to not it's hard to not see that their their lineup is going to be filled with seniors and fifth year seniors and, and I mean there's that's kind of where you start in terms of you know they've got a, we're going to face a lineup that's got a ton of the bats under their belt they've seen they've got a ton of experience you know we're watching we're watching film on them they're they're playing at Louisville and they're they're giving them they're, them a tough time um, you know they're always an offensive club um, they're always a club that hits for you know multiple a lot of home runs and and you know they're they're competing in, in regionals and and that sort of thing and that's why we want to play them you know they're, they're they're a program that's you know if you go look at their history they're winning 35 40 plus games each and every year and um, it's the lineup is going to be a test right out of the gate for this pitching staff that you know that we we talked about here tonight so it's it's um you know it's going to be a good challenge and uh, they've got again they've got some some good stuff on the mound. Um, they've got, you know, a big righty going for them tomorrow that throws a ton of strikes and has had a lot of success um, in, in Lozanac. So, um, you know, it's, it's right out of the gate. Here we go. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be a really good challenge. And I've known Coach Aoki, their head coach, for a long time. He was, um, you know, he's, he's pre- previous stops with a lot of tons of success at Boston College and, and Notre Dame and the ACC, and, and he's leading – leading more at state's program. So, you know, they're going to be well coached. Um, you know, you know that they're going to be tough um, because, you know, he, he's, that's always the brand of baseball that he's, you know, he's coached uh, with the teams he's had. So, you know, it's, it's going to be a good challenge. Um, I'm excited for it. Um, they came in tonight, they're working out now. So, um, you know, they're certainly going to be ready and, and you know, a, a tough, a tough challenge for us here out of the gate. And I'll I'll add in here. Somebody's got got to address it because we've gotten so many questions. And and I'll just I'll just be the bad guy here. Um, we, we've gotten a lot of questions about attendance for for the games. And of course, everybody you know, I don't, we don't need to even explain what's going on in society these days. Um, as it stands right now, folks, uh, it it sounds like there's a plan in place. And I, I can promise you, in talking with folks at the athletic department. Nobody, nobody wants fans in the stands more than than our administration. They are ready and chomping at the bit. There are a couple of things that have to get cleared before that. So right now for Moorhead State, there there will be no fans in attendance. And that's that's in accordance with with health department regulations. Um, next weekend, it sounds like it opens up to to parents. Uh, on a limited basis and social distancing, and they're going to put all the precautions in place. And then by March 1st, they're hoping to have some some different plans in place. It's a long season. It's going to require some patience for all of us because, you know, I mean, especially if you're listening to this, if you're listening to us, you want to be at the ballpark. Um, 
and and you know we we've we've all experienced this and everything has been patience 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 we've been talking patience since last march you know i get it it's going to take just a little bit more the good news is our guys are going to play ball tomorrow um and i know that that the stream they're working on the streaming packages there's going to be audio there's going to be twitter there's going to be coverage it it is what it is for right now um and and then you know everybody's doing everything they can to get information and and the exposure for these guys they've worked so hard and and we're certainly willing to do anything we can um that's that's where it stands right now that's where it stands right now i know i mean you you hit the nail on the head i mean our coaching staff and, and our support staff we are I mean, for people who know my family, you know, my dad's chomping at the bit to come to come see us play, and he's he's not even able to come see us play this week. So, um, unfortunately, and you know, it's just it's it's got to be safety first. It's got to it's, it's we've got to follow you know the direction of, of you know Mecklenburg County, and uh, I think we live in the best county in the state. But um, you know, we've got to you know we've got to follow the the orders that are in place, and you know. Um, right now it's until February 22nd. So you know, hopefully Monday we get some news, some good news that, that we can go up to two, you know, two tickets per, per student athlete, um, you know, which will, you know, we have 45. So that'll, it'll be great to see a lot of familiar faces, um, here at the ballpark again here very soon. And, and really the people that care the most about our program, right? Like our, our family members, and our closest supporters. So it'd be nice to have, have them here and able to, come watch and i think the temperature is supposed to warm up too i think it's supposed to get up to about 60 degrees so um you know that'll be nice and um i think we're i think you know we're, our administration is extremely supportive of you know, major league baseball scouts coming here and seeing our players play so um as many scouts that can be attendants you know even if it's even if it's a max of 10 you know or or max of 20 or max of five like you know whatever whatever it is our administration is is is, is extremely supportive of of the opportunities for our players to play in front of professional scouts. So, you know, we should see up to 10 pro scouts a game, um, you know, here very soon. And like you said, March 1st, uh, you know, we should, um, you know, hopefully be, be more open to you know, two tickets per student athlete um, and coaches and, you know, have some visit, you know, allow some visiting teams, players, um, family members to come in, which is a really important aspect too, because, I really love for our our parents and family members to be ever able to see our team play on the road, you know. So it's it's you know I, I, we want it to be a two way street. We want you know other teams, players, parents to come here and be able to watch because we want our players, parents to be able to watch on the road. So um, you know I can assure you that our administration, our coaching staff, we are we are pushing as as hard as we can within the you know the the limits of. Making sure that everyone's health and safety is at the forefront, and we we follow all the guidelines in place. Um, you know, we've we've taken upon ourselves as a coaching staff to uh, distance ourselves the best we possibly can in the dugout and expand the dugout, which is going to look a little bit different. Um, but our, our players understand that that right now, um, you know, keeping everyone health healthy and safe and safe is. First and foremost, and, and doing so, that's going to enable us to have the best chance to play each and every game. So, um, you know, if, for those who, you know, when you do come to see see us play, you're going to see, you know, you're going to see us spread out, um, much like Major League Baseball did with their dugouts, and much with, you know, like like they did with their players. Because again, at the end of the day, um, 
think we all we all agree after last season that whatever it takes to play and keep everyone healthy is going to be you know at the forefront. So you know, to your point, Nick, you you know, patience is certainly going to be um, necessary, and and I look at it as like I feel as though um, you know, there's certainly times where our patience runs out, but I feel like through this process, our coaching staff and our players even. You know, everyone's patience has probably been developed more and strengthened. So, um, you know, we'll get through this, and I can assure you that our coaching staff will will do everything possible to, you know, to to help promote and and you know allow allow people to see, you know, their their you know their sons and you know their their, their players and this team play as, as best we can. But we're excited to play, Kevin. And I just, I, you know, it, we're all so excited, but I mean, I feel like we've, we're, we were getting the best good news we have in quite a long while about, about everything. And it feels like we're headed back towards where we want to be. Um, you know, it, it's not going to all happen at once, but I feel it coming back. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling positive feel vibes again for, for the first yeah. time in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, uh, the beginning, like we had, Pitchers and catchers reporting this week. We had minor league schedules announced for the first time in over a year. Yeah, and now we've got college baseball on the horizon. Um, so yeah, it's feeling it's feeling like we're coming out of hibernation and and, and coming into baseball. Those familiar rites of passage. Yes. Um. Real quick before we get out of here, I, I wanted to, to to bring up something about uh, the the first pitch, the virtual first pitch dinner that we we had for the Grand Slam club um it's a great event we had uh daniel bard and mike shield speak to the fans and to the team and um you had the, the 2011 team represented uh it's a great event uh shout out to everyone who, who put put that together i really enjoyed it uh enjoyed hearing from all those guys and hearing from former players uh telling stories about the old days and and, and telling stories about coach Schilt and uh it was, a, it was a great, it was a great evening, and uh, unfortunately, we couldn't be in the same room together. But it was, it was the next best thing, I think. So, uh, appreciate you guys putting that together, and and it was, it was well worth it. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, to to your point, I mean, there was there were so many people behind the scenes that I mean, there's a lot of planning that goes into certainly a live event, but even a virtual event to really be able to execute, be able to execute. Um, that type of an event, and um, it just meant so much to us to see all to see everyone um, to be able to see. And I think we had upwards of around 150 people um, on the call. And again, you know, I, I grew up. I played four four years um, of travel ball with, with Mike Schilder, my coach, and, and you know, he and B Rob were so tight. And um, you know, Toby Toby coached it on deck when, when Coach Schilt was there. Um, you know, and then obviously, you know, I played with Daniel in college and we were college roommates and, and grew up in Charlotte together. So, you know, the synergy within that night was just special. I mean, there was so much, um, you know, I, I mean, you know, Coach Schilt being an assistant coach here as well. I mean, there's just so, there was, there was so much, uh, there were so many cool stories that I got to hear that I hadn't heard. And, and um, you know, it was just a really, it was really a neat night. And, um, you know, again, just, there's so many people behind the scenes, but you know, from I mean, Kelly Weatherman and and Matt Messina and Sean Fox and and Michael Garrett and Tom Whitestone and John George and 
Restrom, Zach McKay, Jason Conyers. Uh, I mean, you know, Ozzy Hernandez. I mean, there's there's so many people behind the scenes from you know audio and video, audio and video to um, you know to, to facts that just they just did a tremendous job and um, you know couldn't have done it without them and and, and it raised and it raised you know a really good amount all things considered for, for the program that's going to help us tremendously. Yeah, I, um, coach, I, I'm admittedly like when it comes to major league baseball, I mean, I just kind of follow our guys in the minors and pay attention to that. I, I'm sort of a minor league base or a major league baseball free agent. Uh, I, I don't, if you ask me like, what's your favorite team? I mean, I, I kind of grew up on the Braves, but like everybody else around here, but as I got older and I just, I just can't, I can't dislike it's Atlanta's like football, football team. Frankly, I dislike the city of Atlanta. I, just, I hate. I just come clean on that. I just I, as I got older, just, and it's the it's about the Panthers and the Falcons, right? I can't dislike their football team as much as I do, and cheer for their baseball team. It just feels hollow. So I, I'm a I'm an MLB free agent, but I kind of feel like Coach Schilt won me over at the event. I mean, I I, I feel like he kind of he kind of solidified. You know, I I'm close to signing. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I mean, shoot, and he just became a better coach, right? They signed Nolan Arenado, and uh, they got Yachty back behind the plate. So, you know, great players make great coaches. So, I think Coach Short just became a better coach. Um, Might be a good time for me to jump on. (laughs) There you go. All right, coach. We're gonna start wrapping this. We're gonna start wrapping this thing up here. This has been fun. Gosh, I mean, it's it's so good to do this again. we're gonna we're gonna keep bringing this stuff to you on a, on a weekly basis. We're gonna get you get you as much information as we can as this and, and have as much fun with this as this season unfolds. When we get our pro niners back in, in spring training and on the field, we'll 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 talk about those guys again this year and spend time on them. Uh, we're gonna spend time talking about Conference USA as as they get those other teams get on the field and and try to and keep up with them like we always do. Um, there's just a lot of it's going to be fun. We're back. It's it's time to do that stuff. Um, but coach, we got to. I mean, you know this instinctively, but we got to wish you good luck tomorrow. Thanks, thanks, Kevin. Thanks, producer Brad. I just uh, it's great to be it's great to be here. It's great to be back. Like I said at the beginning of the show, it's the, the vibes around the haze right now. Um, you know, they're 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 pretty good. You know, there's a good energy here, so it's only going to get better. And more and more people start are able to come around, and we all know that. So, um, you know, we're just gonna keep doing the best we can and and tee it up tomorrow against a really good opponent, Morehead State. Kevin, you ready to do this? Yep, I'm ready to do it, man. Let's let's get it rolling now. For the first time in 11 months, let's play a ball game. Fired up, baby. We appreciate everything you guys are doing for us. Oh yeah, we're having a blast, folks. That's gonna do it for us. We appreciate each and every one of you. Tuning in as we work together to build the Charlotte 49ers baseball program. Man, there's so much good stuff going on. We love hearing from you all. Feel free to reach out. You find us on Twitter, Facebook. Heck, we're even on Instagram now. I don't know what Instagram even does, but Kevin works with it. If you're more old-fashioned, when we get back to the ballpark, come say hello to us. We love that stuff. We're ready to tailgate. We're ready to hang out. We're ready to do all that stuff. Look for this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, all those places and more. Make sure to click subscribe in order to get notified when we post new content. All right, folks, we're out of time for this week. We're probably past out of time, but who cares? It's our show. What are they going to do? Fire us. Until next time, 
We'll see you, we promise, at the Haze. Good night.